the Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You ready? Here we go. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In today's show, I have Ms. Shantia Lee. She is a dedicated and service-oriented higher education consultant with a track record of providing over 15 years of coaching and developing college students with varying levels of education, such as undergraduates, graduates, and doctorates. She is a highly innovative professional using technology to solve problems related to dismantling systemic racism within the higher education system. She's an investigative thinker to find discrepancies and provide information in non-routine situations. She's a top performer focused on goal achievement through program development and community outreach to help develop programs focused on diversity in underserved communities. She was recently awarded $50,000 seed investment to build a college resource app specifically designed to help first-generation students streamline their college admissions process. And I have the pleasure of having her here today on the Tech It Up Talk podcast with me. And so I would like to introduce my special guest today, Miss Shantia Lee. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Dr. Mack. I am excited to have you here and to hear all the grace that you're going to bless us with today. It's definitely a pleasure to have someone with so much knowledge and passion in the work that you do. Um, the goal really for this episode for us to discuss like closing that gap for underserved students and how um, your services, um, we're going to talk about your application and support and provide solutions. And so, of course, your expertise um, can help better inform educators and educational leaders to support our underserved students to better prepare for college. And so we'll just start by just asking and you give us more information about you as a consultant and your work on coaching and developing our students and like, how do you help our students out there? Absolutely. Well, before I jump into the consulting part, I just want to give a little background on my story, um, the reason why I launched a college direct education. So first and foremost, I am a first generation college student. I was raised in a rural area, so not a big city, very, very small town, a country girl. Um, but my journey um, was very tough because I was the first in my immediate family to have that desire to say, no, nah, I'm going to do something different and get up <laughs> out of this country town. Um, and with that, I just started reaching out, you know, in my immediate circle, you start with your parents, uh, your sisters, your brothers, your, your community, your cousins. And I realized, wow, nobody in my family knows anything about the college admissions process. So I really thought I was doomed <laughs> um, because I did attend a very small town. Um, my guidance counselor was able to give me resources and I did attend the electrics, Florida A&M University, um, although I only have two years at an HBCU. And I finished my degree online as a non-traditional student. But that was the absolute best experience of my lifetime because, number one, being in a small rural town, I wasn't familiar with the black culture at all. Um, my school was predominantly white. So all of these experiences have shaped my phenomenal app, which we'll talk about later. Um, I just realized that my mom, she didn't complete 11th grade. My dad had a GED. And so 
is almost like, you know, being an alien because you're you're saying these terminologies like, hey, I got to complete the fast. And they're like, what is that? Hey, right. I got to do these ACT, SCT. And it just, just imagine being in a room full of people who just have no understanding of terminology is even as simple as that. So um, definitely that's how I'm here sitting in front of you today and um, just catapult fast forward. Um, I have been working as a college admissions advisor, so I've had an opportunity to work with military students, undergrad, graduate, um, just all types of demographic. Um, I believe my favorite, probably the PhD students because they know what they want. <laughs> um, and they're like, I played those games. I don't have time. I need to get my degree because I want to get more money. But it's the younger students that need most help. And so that's why I decided to dedicate my service to them. Oh, that is awesome. And so what type of services do you provide for those students? Yeah, so we offer actually um, higher education consulting to break that down into layman's terms. Um, my skill set is really on the enrollment management, lead generation, um, and retention. Um, a lot of colleges are not having problems getting students, they're having problems retaining the students. And most of the time it's because their college admissions process has too many steps. And that's the number one complaint I hear every day. So imagine you having this first time student who's never ever had an experience with college at all. And you're asking them to do 201 steps. It becomes daunting and overwhelming. And honestly, they just quit. Right, right. And so I'm also curious to know uh, more about the systemic racism component. So you say, and I know I introduced you in the bio of leveraging technology to solve problems, mantle uh, systemic racism. And so can you kind of explain more about that process for yourself? Yeah. So the reason I use dismantle is because technology is the one thing that bridges the gap. <laughs> You're over there and we're using StreamYard. You're in Texas and I'm in Florida. And here we are on this platform and we're bringing these resources together to the community. That's really all my app is. And um, I've decided to do something different and innovative where I help students and parents connect to resources in their backyard. So no matter your zip code, no matter your economic status, I personally believe that all students deserve a chance. And um, like I said, it goes back to my personal upbringing because I realized that a lot of information was not given to me because schools were not marketing to me because they felt like I couldn't afford to go to their college. So they actually automatically wrote me off before they even had a chance to get to know who I was. So what are some other gaps that may exist for our underserved students? The main thing is the achievement gap. Second thing, information gap, like we're not getting the same thing as if you're in a different zip code, like a higher income, there may be starting to get information on how to prepare for college in eighth grade. We're not getting that until 10th grade. Um, they're getting um, resources on like ACT, SAT prep. So it's, it's testing, it's resources, it's information, it's knowledge. I mean, honestly, it's the whole achievement gap overall. Now, of course, I can't solve all of those problems, so I choose to tone into, well, we know that with the pandemic, it's forced everyone to say, okay, we got to do this differently. So it's actually allowing colleges to think outside of the box and schools to think outside of the box. So now I actually think that this is the perfect time for me to introduce myself because now they're willing to do something different. 
And so you, you said something that really stuck out to me about starting a little bit earlier and, and that some of the yes. underserved students may not hear or start thinking about these yep. things for their sophomore year. And I'm thinking about my kids in this because um, they're in a, in a charter system that kind of focuses mm -hmm. on college. And so I'm thinking about like a lot of their language is starting a lot, a lot earlier. And so yep. um, I'm like, they do this, uh, they use the map uh, testing as a, as a normal reference test and they kind of align it to um, their uh, college path or which college they can kind of align to based on their scores. So they're already kind of having those conversations yeah. um, about like what college track they may be on and how they can get their scores up at a younger age. So mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. And so what are some other things that our educators or our school leaders can do to kind of help support that process in the schools to start having those conversations a lot earlier? Well, I think the most important thing is um, definitely if you see like a resource like College Cyber, um, definitely refer to the parents and the students because there's only so much that you can do as an educator. There's only so much time you can give and donate and and you can do all do all of that. But if you put it in the position of the parents and the students, they will then be able to take the initiative to say, you know what, I'm not going to allow my school to hold me back. I have resources available and I'll reach out. So I think just introducing them to, you know, making sure obviously they're valid and credible. Um, and then just saying, hey, check this out. I really think that, you know, it can help you with whatever your situation is. All right. So this is more exposure, sharing with parents yes. versus yeah. just being that being intentional with the communication. Absolutely. Because honestly, if I waited on my school, I would never have been accepted into my college. So we can't always just wait directly on the schools, but we can take initiative and, and, and say, you know, I'm in charge of my destiny. Right. No, I, I completely agree with you because, uh, you know, I'm a first generation grad myself and I'm trying, I'm just trying to think, jog back my memory. I don't know <laughs> I first start thinking about what college and the process because I like I didn't know what I was getting into. I was overwhelmed getting taking out. I think I, I got a few scholarship offers, but they weren't full scholarships. Yeah. So I had to get uh, financial aid, and then that word fast was like, well, what am I signing up for? <laughs> and so and it's been, still scary. And you know, you I talk to students on my phone every day who are like thirty plus years old, and they're like, I have to do the fast. <laughs> so everyone hates it, but it's just being aware because a lot of students don't know about these fantastic programs like Trio programs. So Trio programs are specifically for students whose parents make an annual household income under thirty thousand dollars. They get funded from the, the federal their federal funds, and they usually go through the Department of Education. If you don't know about that, which can give your student or your child some free preparation because it's already paid for, then most of the time the parents can't afford it. But if they knew about TRIO programs, if they knew about GEAR programs, if they knew about like Upward Bound, there's so many programs that just when I'm talking to students, they're like, no, we didn't know about that. So number one, they end up not applying to their dream college or number two, they end up settling. And when they settle, they don't tend to go for a college that's going to help them be more marketable. Right, right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our second segment so we can talk more about College Thriver. And the yes. second segment of my show is called Get Your Tech Together. And then Get yes. Your Tech Together, we're going to get our tech together with College <laughs> Thriver today and learn more about it. So go ahead and start and share with us what is College Thriver for our audience. Um, so College Starver is actually your resource app. And when I say resource app, just think of an app that you can go to that has everything in one single database. 
now parents and students don't have to jump around. Let me go ask my guidance counselor. Let me go ask this person. Let me go ask that person. Let me ask Google. There is no, if you think about it, there is no one single source system or cloud-based platform or website or even mobile app that has all of the college admissions process into one database. So I'm here to change the game for you guys and make it easier for you to access what you need because the gap is just significantly larger. And with the pandemic, we've actually lost a lot more first-generation students because they are now becoming non-traditional students where they're working to help the parents because the parents lost their jobs. Um, and so this is one way that we can continue to, like I said, dismantle that system of racism because it's almost as if is the, is the system built for me to, to succeed? And when you think of as a first generation, when all of the information is almost, I don't want to say hidden, <laughs> but it's actually not given to you, you kind of think, is it is it meant for me? And then you start to doubt your ability. Um, so the College Diver app, what it does is it's a personalized app. So let's say you're a student, you're 17 years old, you know, you have a couple of things that you love, but you're not really sure what your major should be in college. So with the app, you go in and fill out a little fun questionnaire. We've decided to incorporate gamification, which allows students with every step in the app, they actually earn rewards as they track through their progress. So this is the way to keep them engaged because we know it's gonna be 101 steps. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is help you have fun while you're doing it. So they'll earn rewards and some of those rewards can be unlocking book vouchers, transportation vouchers, a dorm makeover. I mean, we have several things in there where students earn and unlock rewards. And guess what, at the end of the day, it was intentionally to help reduce the overall student loan debt are the amount of money that parents have to spend on the whole entire process. Oh, I love it. Will the app allow them to kind of track their um, searching and pairing over time? Yeah. So actually the app, it does have a tracking feature so they can see, okay, these are like my list of scholarships, my priority of scholarships, the deadline, it'll allow them to track the colleges they want to apply to one of the, the ones that are most in alignment with them. I think the beautiful thing about my app is because with my process, I really made it with myself in mind, like what would have helped me when I was in school? I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to get the heck up out of my hometown. And I knew that I wanted to do something that was transformational to change the world. I just had no idea what God was designing for me. So with this, it kind of gives you an idea to like really get to know what, what is it you want to do on a personal level first, get to know your characteristics and your strengths, and then we build upon that. Oh, I heard you say um, had deadlines. So do I get notifications when my deadlines are coming near? Yes. Yeah, so it does have push notifications. Now that'll be in the probably second or third phase. We have to roll it out in phases. So the first phase is just the, the resource center. So we're just immediately want to broadcast all the resources to the students and to the parents because we want you to have access. We want no excuses. We want to hand you everything. Like just recently, just to give an example here in Florida, I found out that a college will pay for a student's daycare if they're a young mom or young father in school. Now, as you know, daycare is what, 600 a week? I, I don't have any kids, but I've heard it's expensive. Very high. <laughs> Very so expensive. Basically, I was on there and I was playing around and the daycare, they fill out a form. They just say that they qualify. They have to be going to school full time. 
And then the student fee is $35 per week and the daycare pays the rest. How many students, and yes, we have a lot of younger parents now, but how many students could lives could change from that? Yeah, I mean, that's a major thing, trying to figure out a care for your your child. Even, you know, I'm just thinking about some students I've come across over the years, how that would definitely help them and exactly. make a, a better decision for themselves. So they're trying to figure it out. And yep. But yeah, so that financial- and they probably either dropping out or going a different path because, you know, parents can't help, sisters and brother can't help. Um, and so we want to ensure that these students have no excuses at the end of the day. But just imagine things like that are in the color start right Like we truly want to change the game. Wow, I mean that that's really amazing. And so we we talked about like what it is, and so you, you kind of mentioned a little bit the inspiration behind it. But I kind of wanted to touch back <laughs> on like how did this process even get started for yourself? Like when you, you talk wow. about your background, like when did, how did you say I'm going to do this app and this is going to be something I'm going to commit to and this is going to where I'm going to go for it. To be honest with you, it kind of fell in my lap. And the reason I say that is because since a very young age, I've always been that person. Well, people would tell me, okay, hey, if you want to get to this destination, then they give you this whole map. And I'm like, I'm not doing all that. I have to find a shortcut. So that's always been my personality. Like there has to be a better way. And so it just made perfect sense. Honestly, technology found me because I had just started out solely consulting. And as you know, with consulting, I don't have as much reach. I can't go international. I mean, I probably could, but with technology, man, you can touch the northern and the southern hemisphere. So um, it kind of found me because one day I was reading in a educational magazine and this school, I believe it's actually in Texas, was looking for someone to come in and make a, it was, it says specifically college and career readiness software platform for, um, I think it was sixth through 12th graders. And I just read and I was like, why haven't I thought of going down this? I was like, I can create this. Literally the next day I was hiring a software developer and handed them and I said, hey, I've been doing consulting. I'm passionate about education. I now know that technology is the answer because how can I have this amazing reach without the technology, right? How can I reach all of these people? It was through technology. And so um, I literally started building it. And now we've been building going on about one year and about probably eight months. <laughs> it seems like forever. It seems like 14 years. Um, but that's really how I got started. And then I just started joining podcasts like that. I started being invited to speak because I really have found my alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing here and my purpose. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm just thinking about how many and students are going to be able to reach and touch and support like you said first gen because like I wish I know you probably hear this all the time I wish that this was something that was around that I had but that's what keeps me going so keep saying it (laughs) oh yeah you know I I had no clue like I we had counselors at school and they may have mentioned some few things but I had no idea and when you're at a larger school like they don't have time for everyone in the capacity that some students may need to have that support and so students are always on their phones anyway. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I was like, oh, I definitely have to have a mobile app because they live on their phones. And I know it'll be something that I can just easily get them engaged. So, of course, I'm building a mobile app. It's super expensive. So I've been blessed to receive the seed funding. And as I continue entering more pitch competitions, 
Um, we also have a nonprofit um, component, which does the community outreach. So we actually have received donations through there for people that are just passionate about education and they want to give back. So if anyone on here also wants to donate, I'll drop in my website and my contact information as well. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll definitely um, push that information out. If you want to go ahead and share the website, we can go ahead and share it now. Okay, perfect. College-thriver.org. College-thriver.org. College -thriver. -thriver. Okay. Uh -huh. so we got college-thriver.org. So be sure to check that website out to get more information about how College Thriver can help support and impact right. students in your area. Um, we're going to go ahead and go to our last part of our segment here, which is really a, a quick component. I like to call it the Tech Smackdown, but we're going to uh, just share some tips and best practices oh, for educators or even students to kind of walk away with um, and thinking about preparing for college. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely go for my students because you are my favorite. <laughs> um, so today I want to give you three top tips or three best tips for emerging seniors because I know you guys are getting nervous and excited. You're going into your senior year and you think you're grown. Uh, <laughs> but some of the things I want to help you with. Um, so first and foremost, I noticed that a lot of my students from um, the companies that we were, we were recently consulting, they're actually waiting until the last minute to start taking their ACTs and SATs. When I say last minute, I'm actually talking about there's an April deadline and then they graduate in May. <laughs> that is actually way too late because you wanna be able to take it so you can get the nervousness out of the way. You wanna be able to get your results so you'll know what to increase on so you can go in and kill it. Also, even though schools are waiving it for acceptance, you still need it for scholarships. So we want our students to still focus on ACT and SATs I've seen a lot of students say, oh, I don't have to take it. That's because the schools are not requiring, but at the end of the day, we do want you to get those scholarships. So my first tip is uh, don't wait till the last minute to take these tests. You want to actually start registering for them around this time because when it comes into August, it's very busy. Then they have a maybe October, November. It's a lot slower and you can get actually more hands-on, more hands-on experience, more hands-on, more of your questions answered during a slower time. And then you can retest in January and April. So that's my first tip. Uh, my second tip is it's greater together when you have a peer or a study buddy. So one thing I have a biz bestie, we feed off each other every day. We talk about our frustrations, we get it out of our system and then we bounce back. So while you're going through the process, although no one in your immediate family may have the, the tools or the information, don't be afraid to reach out to your peers. That's something that I wish I would have done. I didn't tell anybody what I was going through and I just figured it out on my own. Then I <laughs> complained when it didn't go my way. Definitely ask for help. So if you've tried approaching your guidance counselor and they didn't have the answers, College Starver is here. Come and check us out. Um, but there's also other uh, several like community resources um, that are available that you just may, may not know about. So we'll show you how to get those. And then um, my third tip, let's see. I would say don't hold back. And when I say don't hold back, go for it all. You know, in your mind, you may think, I could never go to Harvard because that's the picture that they paint. But you never know what may, what resources may be available, what scholarships may be available to actually help you get into your dream college. So do not hold back. Go for it all. Put it all out there and then allow the resources to kind of 
help you figure out where you want to go. But I think that when you're applying to those schools that are beyond your capacity, it actually challenges you to do a lot better. So those are my three tips and resources for those emerging seniors. All right, look, I have an emerging senior that lives right here with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he hears these tips because, you know, sometimes okay. when they hear from someone else, yeah. it's just a little bit different when it's coming from mom. Yeah, so, even though you told him all 18 years of his life. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, you know, him hearing it probably helped inspire him and inspire yeah. others. And so I, and any educator that's out there listening to the podcast, please share those same tips, find opportunities to yes. uh, raise and expose our students, especially our underserved population with yes. um, it's, it's the small things that kind of add up, just like as yeah. uh, Ms. Shantia uh, alluded to with understanding the word FAFSA or ACT or just uh, being in tune with taking those assessments a little bit earlier on instead of waiting until the deadline. Yeah. All right. So I, I love it. I love it. And so I want to definitely thank you for joining me here um, today. And before you go, if you could share how other people can connect with you and be a part of your network. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love for you guys to connect with me via LinkedIn. We're at College Thriver, Facebook, College Thriver Education. You can connect with me on Instagram, um, all the platforms. Feel free to stay connected because we will be launching this mobile app in around January and I will need people to pilot it for free. So if you're a student and you love everything I heard or an educator, please get in, in contact with me. I've dropped my website. I also um, make sure Dr. Mac has my email because we will be needing people to pilot and give us feedback. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's awesome. And I hope everyone heard that. Make sure you connect with College Thriver. Check them out at college-thriver.org. I like to always end the show with tech. It may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun.